0: Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast, a podcast recorded at LifeGate Church in Burleson, Texas. We hope you enjoy the talk and be sure to stick around for more at the end.
1: Super excited about this new series that we started last week called The Ghost. Everybody say, The Ghost. Go, the ghost. And what we've been doing in this series, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and we've been talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the Christ follower. And you know, the Holy Ghost is kind of an old term from the old King James. How many remember hearing a preacher talk about the Holy Ghost? You remember that, right? And and more accurately, probably, and a little bit more current, is the term the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're talking about, because that's really what it is, what he is. He is the very Spirit of God. God that works in our life. In fact, in the Old Testament, this word spirit comes from the Hebrew word that goes like this, ruach. Everybody say ruach. And it actually means a current of air or a breath or a blast or a strong breeze of air. In fact, the word spirit in the New Testament we see is the word pneuma. Everybody say Pneuma and it actually means a current of air or it means it means a strong or a powerful breath of Wind. And I think that's a really good and accurate way to describe the Holy Spirit. He is like the wind. He is like a breath of air. And sometimes he comes in just a gentle, still, small, calm breeze in our lives. And other times he works in our lives like a rushing, mighty, and powerful wind. How many have ever experienced that in your life? And what I wanna talk about, today is I want to talk about that second half there. I want to talk about the power. Everybody say power. I wanna talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and how the power of the Holy Spirit can work in our lives. And as we study through the scripture, we see, man, all the way through the scripture, the power of the Holy Spirit, that he is a powerful, powerful force. We see in the Old Testament that the Holy Spirit gave Joseph the power and the skill to rule over the people of Egypt. We see that the Spirit gave Joshua military power. We see that the Holy Spirit gave words to the prophets to speak prophetically over God's people. We see that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and gave him power to lead the Israelites into battle. We see in Judges chapter 14, whether you believe it or not, that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson and he tore a lion apart with his bare hands. I'm talking about powerful stuff as the Holy Spirit works. In our lives, we see the Holy Spirit working throughout the New Testament as well. In fact, we see that Jesus was actually conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit when the angel of the Lord spoke to the Virgin Mary and she said, how can this be that I will be with child when I am a virgin and the angel of the Lord says that you will be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and you will, be con- and you will conceive a son and his name will be Jesus. We see Jesus as he walked through life and the power of the ministry that he did and the miracles that he did. And we see in the New Testament that all of those things happen with the power of the Holy Spirit working in Jesus' life. Even when Jesus went to the cross and was crucified and when he rose to life again on the third day, it was through the power of the Holy Spirit working through him. And there's good news here today is that that same power, the power of the Holy Spirit that worked in Joseph's life and in Gideon's life and that spoke through the prophets and that very same power that worked in Jesus' life that even rose him from the dead, that same power is available to you and to me today through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If you believe that, say amen today. So let's just talk about the power of the Holy Spirit today. Let me just ask you a little bit of a question here today. And I need you to be honest. Raise your hand today. How many of you have ever looked... At another Christian and thought, man, they just have more spiritual power. They just seem to be more spiritually powerful and in tune than me. Come on, just be honest. If you ever done that, man, I have I've you know I've heard guys preach and I'm like, how do they preach like that? I mean, they've just got so much more power, and where does that come from? And maybe you've heard people that have prayed. Have you ever heard those people that they pray and they just the way that they pray is just like the words just like it's powerful, right? And you're listening and you're going, Where's that come from? And you're thinking, man, I pray and it's like dear six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus, right? And then they pray and it's just like, there's just, mm, there's just power, right? We, we used to have this guy in our church when we pastored in Midland. He was an African-American guy and he was from Louisiana. And man, he had that accent, right? And he could use those words. And when he would pray, it was just like all heaven came down, right? Have you ever experienced that before? And you're like, where do they get that? Where does that, where does that power come from? Or maybe you've seen people that have gone through some struggles or some trials in their life and they just have, they just Just seem to have just this extra strength in the midst of the struggle and they don't even seem to be you know bothered by the struggle that they're going through and you look at their life and you go man how do they have that kind of spiritual strength or that kind of spiritual power and it seems like maybe they have more power than you do and the truth is maybe they do because the truth is that Many people are maybe a little bit more surrendered or a little bit more in tune to the power of the Holy Spirit working in their lives. And there are many Christians that are going through life kind of powerless. There are many Christians that are walking through life just kind of trying to force it, trying to just kind of grit your teeth and just do it on your own and make it happen on your own. But there is a power through the Holy Spirit that is available to you and available to me this morning. I would describe it kind of like this. At my house, I have a a set of bushes out in front of my house, and these bushes are kind of a pain to keep them trimmed, right? I mean, it just seems like I just finished trimming them, and then they're growing again, and I got to trim them again. And I had, when we first moved into the house, I had this set of hedge trimmers, and they were the old school kind. How many know what I'm talking about? Like, look like big, giant scissors, right? And so I would go out there, and man, I would sweat, and I would work, and I would gripe, and I would complain, I know your pastor never would do that but I would as I was trimming those hedges and man I would work and trim those hedges or whatever and the real thing was that I was just too cheap to go down to Lowe's and buy me a set of power trimmers right and so I'd get out there and I'd work and then they'd get dull and I'd have to sharpen them or I'd be too lazy to sharpen them so I'd just work 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 and one day at church I was talking about my hedges and talking about how to just complain about it and so a couple of days later the guys from the church comes over to my house he said hey I brought you something, and he pulls out this set of electric power trimmers. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Power, right? And so the next time I go to trim the hedges, I I get rid of those old big old scissors, those old hand style old school, and I plug this bad boy in, and all of a sudden, you know what I'm talking about, right? And I'm like, man, I'm like power everywhere as I'm trimming the hedges, and it takes me about five minutes to trim the hedges. If I could just get some to come and clean up all the clippings when I'm done right And some of you, that's exactly the way that you are in your spiritual life. You're walking through life trying to cut through the junk that you go through in life, and you're trying to do it by hand, and you're just gritting your teeth, and you're just saying, I'm going to grin, and I'm going to bear it, and I'm going to do it on my own. But I've got news for you today that there is more power that is available to you. Some of you, you you don't know why you can't seem to make it through the struggles and the issues of your life and you wonder why others have more power in their spiritual life than you do and maybe it's because they're plugged in to the power source. Maybe it's because the power of the Holy Spirit is flowing in and through their lives. And the good news is today that that same power is available for you through the Holy Spirit today. I can't hardly talk about it without getting a little a little fired up this morning. Amen. So let's talk about this. What does it mean to have the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives? And if you have your Bibles, why don't you just go ahead and turn with me to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter number one, you can also follow along there in your UVersion Bible app this morning. Let me just give you a little context while you're turning there. Jesus had already died on the cross, and he's rose from the grave, and now he's here with the disciples. He's getting ready to return to the Father, and he's having this conversation with his disciples. And the conversation goes a little bit like this in Acts chapter one and verse number four. Look what it says. It says, On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with the disciples, he gave Gave them this command Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, check this out, you will be baptized. Everybody say, Baptized. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, what does this mean? I know we've probably all heard about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? What does that word, baptized, mean? Well, that word baptized actually comes from a Greek word, baptizo. Everybody say baptizo. Baptizo. And that word actually means to go ahead and immerse. It actually means to dunk under. We've all seen people get baptized in water. In fact, in just a couple of weeks, we're going to have a baptism service. If you've never been water baptized, you should be water baptized. You can get signed up for that today. There's your commercial for this morning. But we've all seen that, right? Like you baptize someone, you dunk them under, you completely surround them or immerse them in water, and some of you, we hold you down there just a little bit longer because you need it, you know? And Jesus says, hey, wait here in Jerusalem. I'm about to return to the Father, but this is what I want you to do for my disciples. I want you to wait here in Jerusalem, the old King James Version, and says, until you have been endued with power from on high. And then he says, in a few days, you will be baptized, so you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will be immersed in, not just filled with the Holy Spirit, not only will he fill you on the inside but you will be baptized you will be completely immersed in the power of the holy spirit and look what he says he goes on in verse number eight he says and you will receive power everybody say power And you will receive power. When will you receive power? When the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and to the ends of the earth. This word power, actually, I know we're talking a lot of Greek words and stuff like that. But this word power actually comes from the Greek word dunamis. Everybody say dunamis. And it's actually where we get our English word dynamite. Jesus says, hey, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you and you're going to be baptized, baptized, so you're going to be immersed completely, drenched in the Holy Spirit. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to receive dunamis. You're going to receive dynamite power. You're going to have explosive power that's going to be available to you and in your life. And then this is what you're going to do. You're going to be my witness. Everybody say, be my witness. You're going to be my witness to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the rest of the world. Now, this is a powerful, powerful thing. Jesus says, hey, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. He's going to baptize you. You're going to have power, and it's going to give you power to take this message, the message of Jesus Christ, this good news, the gospel, to take this message around the world. Now, you may think, well, we already know that, Pastor. I mean, what's the big deal about that? Well, think about this for a minute. Think about who Jesus was talking to here. He wasn't exactly talking to the most powerful people, right? I mean, he wasn't exactly talking to the guys who had the most faith in the world. In fact, I don't remember any time when Jesus said to the disciples, way to go, guys, you just have so much faith. I'm just so proud of you. No, most of the time, what was Jesus saying? He was saying, you have little faith. Why did you doubt, right? And I mean, here's the disciples. Here's the guys that didn't even have, I mean, didn't even have enough courage to stick around when Jesus was taken to the cross, right? Here's Peter, right? The guy who said, I'll never deny you, Jesus. I mean, no matter what, no matter what happens, I'll never deny you. And then just a few hours later, as he's standing by the fire, a little girl comes up to him and says, weren't you one of the ones that was with Jesus? And three times he says, I don't even know who he was. I mean, think about it. Here's the disciples who ran and hid and hid out in an upper room by themselves because they were afraid of what would happen to them if people knew that they were the disciples of Jesus. Here's Thomas who said, I won't even believe that Jesus is alive until I see the scars in his hands and in his side and in his feet. Here's the guys who weren't exactly full of faith and power for Christian living. And Jesus says, hey, I'm going to give you power and you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to be the ones that are going to be responsible for carrying out the message to the rest of the world. These guys who doubted, these guys who were powerless. But Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, he will baptize you. You will be immersed in the Spirit and you will receive dynamite explosive dunamis power so that you can live and the news is today is that even ordinary people even if you're here today and you've thought man i'm not even really that great of a christian i doubt all the time i'm not even sure of myself the good news is for you that just like the disciples there is a power that is available for you that the holy spirit wants to fill you and baptize you and give you the strength and the power to live the kind of godly life that God intends for you to live. So let's talk about it for a minute. What kind of power is available to us through the Holy Spirit? And if you're taking notes, you can just write these things down here today. We're just going to talk about four kinds of power that are available to us through the Holy Spirit. The first one is this. The Holy Spirit will give you the power to share Christ boldly. Everybody say boldly. The Holy Spirit will give you power to share Christ boldly. Bully bully. In fact, look at our text in Acts one eight. What does it say? You will see it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will what? You will be my witnesses. I mean, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He gives us power to be a witness. He gives us the power to share Christ with the world around us. That's exactly what we see happening in Peter. We just talked about Peter. Peter was the one who said, hey, I'm not gonna deny you. Then three times he denies you. Then he runs and he hides and he's scared to death. But then we see in the book of Acts, this same guy who was afraid to even admit to a little girl that he knew who Jesus was, this same guy, after he has been baptized in, In the Holy Spirit, look what happens in Acts chapter 2 and verse 14. It says, but then Peter, there was a large crowd of thousands of people around. And then Peter stood up with the other 11. And look what he did. He raised his voice. Everybody say raised his voice. Peter was my kind of preacher. Amen. He raised his voice and he addressed the crowd. This is the same guy who couldn't even admit he knew who Jesus was to a little girl. Now there's thousands of people that are gathered around. And Peter stands up with boldness. He raises his voice and preaches the sermon of his life. And the Bible says that 3,000 people are saved on that day. What was the difference? What was the difference in this guy? The difference was one thing. The difference was the power of the Holy Spirit working through his life. Some of you are here and you say, man, I would really like to be a witness. I really would like to be able to share my faith with my neighbor or with my coworker or with my friend or with my family member. And you think every time I try to say something, every time I try to invite him to church, every time I try to tell him about what God is doing in my life, I just get kind of scared and I get kind of nervous and I don't know what to say and I just don't know how to do it. I'm telling you here today that the power of the Holy Spirit is available to you to give you the strength to share Christ boldly with those around you that's what we see happen in the life of the apostle paul i I like this passage here in first corinthians 2 and verse 4 because i can really kind of relate to it he says my message and my preaching were not with wise or persuasive words but my message came with the demonstration of the spirit's power everybody say spirit's power My message came with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's shoulders, but instead on God's power. Man, I can can relate to that passage because, man, I have to depend on that every single week. I know you probably don't think it, but man, every single time I get up here to preach, I get nervous. And I wonder, am I going to be able to say what needs to be said? Am I going to get up here and stutter and the word's not going to be, a, or not come out? Am I going to get up here and, and am I going to be able to clearly communicate the word? And then there are some weeks when it's just like, I feel like I ain't got nothing good to say, you know? And the truth is, man, I'm, I'm probably not the smartest in the world. I'm probably not the greatest speaker in the world. I might be the best looking, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just messing around. But the truth is, hey... I'm not the best speaker and I don't have the greatest things or the smartest things or the deepest or the wisest things to say. But here's the deal. I've got the Holy Spirit power flowing through me as I communicate the message of Jesus Christ to you. And here's what's so awesome is that even when I don't have very much good stuff to say, guess what? The Holy Spirit can take my words and he can customize them to exactly what you need to hear. And, man, I've had it so many times. I'm standing out there at the Welcome Center, and people will come up and say, Pastor, man, that word was exactly what I needed to hear today. And when you said this, man, it was just like it spoke right to me. Or when you said that, it was like it just spoke right to me. And I don't say anything, but I think, that's not what I said, you know. (laughs) I didn't say that exactly that way. But you know what happened? You know what it was? The Holy Spirit working. The Holy Spirit can take the words that are spoken, and he can customize them to exactly what you need to hear and he can do that for you too. Man, if you'll just listen this week, there will be opportunities. You'll be sitting at work, or you'll be talking to a friend or a neighbor out in the yard as you're out there doing yard work, and the Holy Spirit will prompt you, and He'll just give you words to say. And if you would just have the courage and the boldness to just speak them out, the Holy Spirit would just speak right through you. In fact, I was talking to uh, one of the guys in the church just this past week, guy named Joel, and Joel, I'm so it's so cool to see what God is doing through His life as the Holy Spirit's working in him and as He's growing. He was talking about one of his uh, one of his relatives that's just not doing good and, and having some family issues and some issues with some addiction and things like that. And he said, "Man, God has done so much in my life." And he just got so excited. Like he, he I thought he was going to preach for a second. And He was telling me, "Man, I just started telling him this, and you need to do this and this, and God is doing this, and like scriptures just started coming out." And I'm like, "I don't even know where that came from, and I don't even know how I said that, but just stuff I'd heard you say or, say, or stuff I'd heard on podcasts or stuff I'd read." in the Bible, and it just came to my mind, and I just shared it with my friend or with my family member. I told him, I said, Joel, you know what that was? That was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you the power to share Christ boldly. That's what we see in the scripture in First Thessalonians 1 and verse 4. It says, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you. Look, look how the word of God comes. Not simply with words, but also with power and with the whole, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. Here's how the word of God speaks through us. Not simply the word's that we say, but the Holy Spirit adds power and deep conviction to it to change people's lives. That's what we see was happening in the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. It says, and after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were, look at this word, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and look what happened. They spoke the word of God boldly. There's power. Everybody say power. There's power through the Holy Spirit There's power to share Christ boldly. The second thing I want you to see is that the Holy Spirit gives us power when we're weak. How many of you ever felt weak before? How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, maybe you feel weak right now. The truth is that the Holy Spirit can give us power in our weakness. In fact, Paul talked about that in Romans chapter eight and verse 26. Look what he says. In the same way, the Holy Spirit helps us In our weakness. How many would like to have some help in your weakness? Come on. Yeah. How do you get help in your weakness? You get help in your weakness. Through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And Paul goes on to say in verse 26, he he says, this is how the Spirit helps us. He says, for we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with God's will. Man, that is so powerful. Have you ever been in a place where you just like, you feel like I'm so weak and I don't know what to do? I don't even know how to pray. Have you ever been like that before? Like, I'm going through this thing and I know I need to pray, but I don't even know what to pray for. What's so cool is that the Holy Spirit can pray for us when we don't even know what to pray. And the scripture says that what's so great is that when he intercedes for us, what's great about praying in the spirit is that when we pray in the spirit, we are actually, when we don't know what to pray, the spirit knows what to pray. And when we don't even know what God wants, the spirit knows what God wants. And when we pray in the spirit, he intercedes for us. And it's always in accordance with the will of God. See, see. sometimes we pray and we don't know, are we praying in the will of God? But when we're praying in the Spirit, guess what? We're always praying in the will of God. And he gives us strength and power in our weakness, And some of you, maybe you are struggling in some weak areas of your life today. And I'm telling you that there's a power that's available through the Spirit working in your life. That's what Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9. Paul was kind of complaining about his weakness like we do sometimes. Like, man, you know, we're complaining about our struggles and whatever. And he says, man, I asked God to take this thing away from you. Have you ever asked God to take something away? Just take it away, right? And, and God said, no, I'm not going to take it away from you you, but instead, here's what I'm going to do, and we see in verse number nine, God says, but no, my grace is sufficient for you, for look at this, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Here's the deal, in your weakness, in your flaws, in the times that you are weak, that's the time that the Spirit can be the most powerful in and through you. He says, my strength, my power is made perfect in weakness. So Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Look at this. So that Christ's power may rest on me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. How in the world can I say when I am weak, then I am strong? That doesn't even make sense. those That's like oxymoron territory right there, right? That doesn't even make sense. How can I say when I'm weak, then I am strong? The way that Paul could say when I'm weak, I am strong is that when he is weak, just as he said, that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us power and strength in our weakness. Some of you are struggling with some weaknesses right now. Some of you maybe maybe you're struggling and, and maybe you're struggling with having discipline in your life. And maybe you know, man, I need to eat better. I need to exercise. I need to lose some weight. I need to get more healthy. And maybe in your own in your own strength you've tried. Maybe you've ordered the DVDs that you saw late at night, you know. Maybe you've tried the different kinds of diets. Maybe you've gone to the exercise program or the weight watchers and you've tried it all and you're trying to do it in your own way and in your own power and in your own strength, and you just keep coming up short, and you just think, I just can't do it. I'm just too weak, and the truth is, you are too weak, and you can't do it, but the Holy Spirit can empower you and strengthen you, even in the weaknesses of your life. Some of you are here and maybe you're struggling with an addiction and maybe you've tried and you've tried. Maybe I, you just, man, I've got to stop smoking or I've got to stop looking at the stuff on the internet that I shouldn't be looking at. And you've tried and you've put it down and you've turned it off and you've said, I'm not going to do it anymore. And on your own and in your own strength, you've tried and you just come up short and you just feel weak. But I'm here to tell you, you are weak. But when you are weak, the spirit is strong in you and he can give you power in your weakness. Weakness. Some of you, it's your temper. You yell at your wife, you yell at the kids. Causes you struggles in your marriage and in your relationships and in your family and you think man, I just I try I try to be better, but it just comes out and it just happens and I just can't do it And the truth is you can't do it on your own It's weakness that you can't overcome on your own But the holy spirit can give you power in your weakness if you will just plug into the power of the holy spirit in your life The holy spirit can give us power gives us power To be a witness, he gives us power in our weakness. Number three, I really think this is going to minister to some people here this morning. The Holy Spirit will give you power to have hope. Everybody say hope. The Holy Spirit will give you power to have hope in a hopeless world. Paul talked about it in Romans 15 and verse 13. Look what he says. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So I like like this word, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Look what Paul says. Paul says, I want you to overflow with hope. And how are you going to overflow with hope? You're going to overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The truth is, some of you here today, man, you're not overflowing in hope. In fact, you're just kind of barely making it. In fact, some of you are here today and maybe you have very limited hope. And the truth is if you put your hope in anything else other than God, guess what? You're going to you're going to have limited hope. It's going to fall short every time. If you're putting your hope in yourself, if you're putting your hope in other people to satisfy you, if you're putting your hope in your job or your employer, if you're putting your hope in the government, if you're putting your hope in circumstances, guess what? You're going to fall short every single time. But the good news is today that there is hope that is available for you, and God wants you to not just have hope. He wants you to overflow with hope. He doesn't want you to just have a little bit, just a sparing amount of hope. He wants your heart to overflow with joy and hope even in the midst of your circumstances today. And that hope comes through the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Some of you, man, your circumstances seem a little bit hopeless. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you lost your income. I would challenge you today, don't put your hope in your income. Don't put your hope in your employer or your job because guess what? It's going to fail you every single time. Put your hope in God and the Holy Spirit to work in your life so that God is, can provide for you in every way in every need of your life. Maybe some of you are here today, and maybe you've maybe you found out that you're sick or that you have a disease. And and I would challenge you today: don't put your hope in doctors. Don't put your hope in medicine. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. You should go if you're sick. Go to the doctor, please. Take the medicine that they give you. God can work through doctors and He can work through medicine, but I'm telling you, that's not where our hope lies. Our hope lies in the power of our healer and through the. The Holy Spirit God can fill our lives with hope if we'll trust in him. Maybe some of you are worried about the future, and you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what decisions to make. I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit, as we talked about last week, He can give you counsel and direction and guidance, and there is hope for your future if you'll just walk in the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Others of you, maybe you've you've lost a loved one, and it's difficult and as painful as that is, and I know that you grieve over that, but I'm here to tell you that we don't grieve as those who have no hope hope though. We grieve in in hope knowing that we have a hope of the resurrection through the power of the Holy Spirit. There is hope for whatever situation you are facing today and the power of the Holy Spirit gives us hope to overflow in joy even in the midst of struggles and hopelessness in our lives. That's what we see in the book of 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 6. It says, so you received the message with joy. And where did that joy come from? From the Holy Spirit. In spite of severe sufferings that it brought to you. Even in the midst of sufferings, you had joy in your heart. And that joy comes from the Holy Spirit. There's power. Everybody say power. There's power to be a witness. There's power to have hope in a hopeless world. There's power to have strength for our for our weaknesses. Finally, we see number four. The Holy Spirit will give you power to experience all the fullness of God. The Holy Spirit wants to give you power. Power to experience all that God has for you to experience. And you know, the truth is that I've seen... As I've pastored for these past 15 years, you know, you know what I've seen? I've seen that so many Christians and so many people have really kind of reduced Christianity down to kind of the lowest common denominator. So many people just kind of live their, live their life and it's kind of basically to them, it's, yeah, I believe in God. Or, yeah, I raised my hand and I said a prayer. Or yeah maybe I got baptized or I joined a church or I try to be a good person but then when I look at their life and I and I I see that their life's really not even all that much different from someone who's not a Christian and someone that doesn't even go to church maybe we said a prayer we got baptized or we go to church but I see the rest I see that, that their lives are still hurting and still addicted and still filled with worries and still broke and still struggling in their marriage and no real faith and no real joy and no real victory. And I wonder why is it that it's that I'm a Christian but I don't have all of these things that God says that I'm able to have and the truth is, the reason is, there's no power. There are many Christians who are going through life just with their, with their hand-hedged tremors. They're missing out on the power that is available to them through the work of the Holy Spirit. In their life. That's why we're doing this series. I want you to know that there's more that is available to you. There's power to walk the kind of life that God intends for you to walk. And I love this prayer that Paul prays over the church of Ephesus. And I would say that this is my prayer for every single one of you today. In Ephesians 3 and verse 14, he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may, look at this word, strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Man, that's what I want to see happen in your life. That's what I'm praying God will do in your life, that God would strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ and that you may know that this love surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all of the what? All of the fullness of God and that's my prayer for you today that you would know the fullness of God that through the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through your life that you would know longer just be kind of a lowest common denominator Christian that you would no longer just be well I pray to prayer or I got baptized or I try to be good or I go to church at least once a month whether I need it or not but instead you would know the fullness of God that you would experience all that God has for you And maybe you've wondered maybe you've wondered man is there more I mean there's got to be more than what I've experienced. There's got to be more than just this. And the good news is today there is more. There is more through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's the constant presence of God walking with you every day. There's what we talked about last week, the counsel of the Holy Spirit to lead you and to direct you and to guide you. There's comfort through the Spirit when you're struggling and when you're in painful situations in your life. There's what we talked about today. There's power to be a witness in in your life. There's power to give you strength in your weakness. There's power to give you hope when you feel hopeless. There's the gifts of the Spirit that God gives that we'll talk about next week to help you to do the ministry and the the work that God has called you to do. There's the fruit of the Spirit so you can kind of be the kind of person that God wants you to be with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. There's everything that you need to experience the fullness of God in your life and it's available through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't go through life anymore trying to chop through the junk of your life with handmade clippers. Get some power clippers and plug into the power of God in your life today so that he might consume you and fill you and baptize you so that you can be all that God has called for you to be today. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand clap of praise in this place.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the LifeGate Podcast. My name is Jason, and I am here with Pastor Chad Benson to kick off our new podcast. How are you doing over there, Chad? I'm doing great,
2: man. Good to hear from you today, Jason.
0: You too. How's your week going? Been busy?
2: Yeah, it has been kind of a busy week and kind of hectic, but it's been a great week.
0: Good, good. Well, it's good to talk with you. This evening. Well, for those of you that are just tuning in to the podcast, uh, those that are maybe new or have been listening, we're adding a small change. We're going to do a and a from now on with uh, Chad at the end, so that way maybe we can dig in a little deeper uh, for those that had a chance to listen and see if uh, he's had any new thoughts. Or uh, I'm going to ask him just a few questions where if we can uh, get some more information from him. So to kind of kick it off, our new series has been the Holy Ghost, and this has been, I mean, it's been a great series and so one thing I wanted to touch on, you started off this recent podcast or sermon. You were talking about, you went into the Hebrew words a lot in terms of the translation. And I, and I love that. And you said the Hebrew word for spirit was breath or a current of air, a strong breeze. And so, uh, you know, what is your, you know, when you brought that up, what's the purpose behind that and kicking off the sermon with that thought in terms of what spirit in Hebrew really means?
2: Well, just to kind of give everybody kind of an idea of what uh, of what the Holy Spirit is and what He does in our lives, you know, uh, that's kind of how He is. He's a little bit unpredictable, and, uh, you know, the wind, you never know exactly where, he's, where it's coming from and where it's going to go, and sometimes it's kind of a, just a gentle breeze, and then other times it can be, you know, pretty powerful. I grew up in West Texas, and so I know a little bit about powerful wind, so I just kind of <laughs> wanted to get that idea out there of the Holy Spirit being a little bit unpredictable. And, uh, you know, the scripture talks about how he he blows where he pleases. He goes and does where he pleases, what he pleases and where he pleases. And so, you know, that uh, sometimes he'll move in our lives in little gentle ways, but sometimes he wants to move in a powerful way. And I think that was kind of really the setup there, because I wanted to talk about how the power of the Holy Spirit uh, wants to work in our life and how powerful he is.
0: I thought that was a great example, and I always love hearing the Hebrew translation because I feel like it gives great depth to a lot of things that you talk about. You went into the word dynamite, and so I'm going to ask you more about that in a minute. I just love those terms. But one example you gave, and I feel like a lot of folks that were you know listening to this sermon and I identified with is you were talking about some people seem like they have – more of a connection to the Holy spirit or they have more spiritual power. And you're talking about some friends when they pray, it just feels like God is right there and the heavens are pouring down. And can you just, as a pastor of a church that's, uh, you know, grown and as you've kind of moved around, what does that look like to you as a pastor and how has that been a challenge? And also how has it been a blessing in certain ways?
2: Well, I mean, I think some people just have a tendency to be a little bit more in tune with the Spirit, but I believe that all of us really have the potential to uh, really tune into the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and so... You know, that was my desire was not to say, hey, one person is better than the other. But my desire was to say, hey, if you've seen someone who seems to be a little bit more in tune with the spirit, uh, that that's available for you, too. You know, all of us have the same potential through the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And so I've seen that, you know, to answer your question, I've seen that uh, in different people. And, uh, it is, it is a blessing as you see people really start to tune in and start to use their gifts, you know, that, uh, and we're going to talk about that actually next week. We're going to be, uh, coming this Sunday, we're going to be talking about, uh, the gifts of the spirit and, uh, that we all have, uh, some different gifts of the spirit, but it's that same spirit and that same power power that's available to all of us.
0: Great. And kind of bridging off of that, you gave us the, the Hebrew word, if I'm pronouncing it right, Dunamis which dunamis, means dynamite. Yeah. Can you kind of explain more of of that, of dunamis, and what that means with the Holy Spirit and the power that can give you?
2: Yeah, well, I remember my dad always used to use that illustration when I was a kid growing up. I, <laughs> for some reason, there's those ones that stick with you, you know? Yeah. And he would talk about the dunamis power, the dynamite power of the Holy Spirit, you know? And so if you think about dynamite, how explosive that it is, you know, I, I, I like that just because it was... It was very descriptive, you know, and like you said, it, those words sometimes go a little bit deeper and give you a more descriptive kind of a of a idea of of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just thought that was just an interesting uh, way of putting it, that the Holy Spirit is so powerful, um, you know, that it's it's like dynamite. It can be incredibly explosive uh, in our lives.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And honestly, you you bringing up this new, the new series of the Holy Ghost. And like you said, set aside the perceptions you have. And for me, I always think when I think the Holy Spirit, I think of something gentle. Like you said, maybe something kind of creepy. You know, we all have these misconceptions. And when you said dunamis, dynamite, you know, the ability for the Holy Spirit to have dynamite power, you know, along, I hope a lot of people identify with, like I did, that that's kind of, I never thought of it that way. I never thought that yeah. Christ could really give us that dunamis, the dynamite power to really be able to tackle some things we have going yeah, on. Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, what's so powerful is that, uh, Jesus, when he walked on the earth, the things that he did, the miracles that he did, and even the, the sinless life that he lived, he was doing that as a, a man. The Bible talks about how he was fully God, but he's also fully man. And so as he did the works that he did, it was a man with the power of the Holy Spirit working through him. And so what's so great about that is that we are just men and, you know, none of us obviously are Jesus or the son of God uh, and we don't have that side of us. But the work that Jesus did was actually as a man with the Holy Spirit working through him uh, to do those works. And the scripture says very clearly that that same power that even raised Christ from the dead can dwell inside of us. And so Man, that's—I mean—that's pretty awesome thing to think yeah. that there's dynamite power inside of us when we are filled with or baptized with uh, the Holy Spirit. That Jesus actually even said that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that the same works that He did on the earth that we would be able to do also and even even said even greater works i mean you think about oh. some of the great things that he did and yet even greater works i don't know if that necessarily means i mean how do you get much greater than raising yeah. from the dead yeah but it might mean even in a greater uh, a greater capacity or in greater numbers uh the, the work that the holy spirit can do through us uh, in the same way that he did through jesus and that's that's pretty awesome
0: yeah that's that's incredibly encouraging especially with that promise and sometimes as Christians we need to think of that more often and then that power that actually is given to us. Well, one thing I'm going to, I want to step into an example you get, gave you. you said when you give sermons a lot of the time that God essentially speaks through you somebody may come up to you after the sermon and say, "You know, you spoke exactly to me when you said this and you know, you say, "Oh yeah, that's great." But in reality you're thinking, I never said that, and, and you were speaking yeah. about how God kind of intercedes. Can you kind of maybe give an example or just talk more about you know, what's that meant for you and how you've seen the Holy Spirit work through you uh, to those you've, you've pastored?
2: Well, I'll have people all the time that will come up and just say, you know, you spoke exactly to me. Have you been, you know, people say, have you been reading my mail or have you been <laughs> following me around? Because you're talking about exactly what I'm dealing with. And, uh, you know, the only explanation for that is that the Holy Spirit is speaking through me and, uh, he, he is speaking right to, he can take my words and customize them right to what people need to hear, uh, in their own lives. And, you know, I've even had people say, Hey, maybe you designed that sermon for me. And the truth is I've never designed a sermon for any specific person ever. I've never sat down and go, Oh, I could really get them with this sermon. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, actually I'm planning my sermons several weeks in advance, so I wouldn't even know what was coming up anyway, but what that is, is that's the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and showing me, you know, as I'm being led by Him, what direction our church needs to go, and the messages and the series need to go, and He knows exactly what people are going to need to hear on that exact day uh, when they show up, He knows exactly who's going to be there, and exactly what they're going to be going through, and exactly what they're uh, what they're going to hear and, uh, you know, that's one of my prayers is Lord, just let my words be your words. Uh, you know, let me be a, a mouthpiece of God to speak into people's lives. And that's, it's, it's really cool that the Lord will take something that I'm saying mm-hmm. and he'll just direct it right towards something that someone is going through or something that someone needs to hear. And he just, he, the Holy Spirit just makes it, uh, makes all of that sync up in the right timing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I just, in my personal experience, you can almost feel like God is speaking directly to you. And like you said, it's just exactly that moment. It's exactly what you needed to hear. And I love that people have come up to you and ask if you're reading their mail or yeah. checking their emails. But I've, I know I've done it a handful <laughs> of times with you, gone up to you and said, your sermon, that was, that's exactly what I needed today. That's, you know, yeah. it kind of, the whole week kind of put in a, in a summary, I just needed that message to really push me forward. And so I I love that idea.
2: I actually had that happen this Sunday, even after someone come up and said, Hey man, today was exactly what I needed. So that's pretty cool.
0: Perfect. Well, before we wrap up, let's touch on next week or this upcoming Sunday. Can you kind of elaborate? I know you touched on where you're going, but can you elaborate just a little bit more on what you're going to share with us on Sunday?
1: Yeah,
2: man, on this Sunday, I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about the gifts of the spirit Or, uh, you know, you might call them spiritual gifts as well. And, you know, the Scripture talks all through about the gifts that the Spirit gives us. And uh, so we're going to talk about that, the gift of prophecy and the gift of serving and teaching, encouragement, uh, leadership, healing, all of those spiritual gifts that are given to us uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, uh, you know, one thing that I would say, and I'll I'll talk about it a little bit uh, coming up on Sunday, but the gifts of the Spirit are not something to be afraid of. Um, they're actually a gift from God that uh, he wants to give us to empower us to do what he has called us to do. And so, you know, sometimes we look at those things and, you know, we've talked a lot in this series about the misconceptions of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we get a little bit, you know, a little bit scared of when, Hey, gifts of the spirit, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I'm just going to try my best to kind of take the mystery out of it. And just let's see what the, the Bible says about it and put it in some real simple terms as to what these gifts are and how they can be used in our lives and uh, in the body of Christ. Because that's where the gifts of the Spirit really are, um, are the most effective. And really what they've been given for is to first, the Scripture says, they first are for the body of Christ and to edify and build up the body of Christ. And then from there uh, to go out and to uh, reach a hurting world. So...
0: Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I know this, this series has been really great for just changing the perception that I've had. And I know a lot of people had on the Holy Spirit. So I cannot wait to, to listen to that next week. Well, for those of you that are listening, thank you again for taking the time to tune in to this week's podcast. If you are new to LifeGate or haven't heard of us before, please be sure to visit our website at LifeGateBurleson.com for our address, service time and upcoming events. Again, that's LifeGateBurleson.com. Again, thank you all for taking the time to tune in with us. And thank you, Chad, for taking the time to talk with us a little more.
2: Absolutely.